Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Estate Milestones. So I want to start by apologizing for the unexpected hiatus. Um, I'm hope, hoping that this episode gives a suitable explanation for why I haven't posted in a couple of weeks. But after, I think, 73 weeks of posting a podcast every single week, um, I think I'm, I'm due for a break. But no, there's, there's good reason for why, for why I had to take a little pause. Um, and we're going to get into that. But a teaser. I am currently in my new apartment in... Santa Monica, Los Angeles, um, where I will be residing for the indefinite future. Um, it's a great spot. Uh, if I push my head against the screen, I can see a sliver of ocean. So not, not too shabby, but um, how did I get here? It's a long journey, so I'm, I'm gonna take you back to where it all started. So I'd say about you know April and May, around final season, um, finals of university, the last few, I guess last month, last few weeks of school, I started to get a little bit of stress because I had been probably from the beginning of the year and even longer been talking to people, networking, um, hoping to land a job, making just friends and connections and, um, you know, building knowledge about the industry as, as many of us uh, <laughs> have been aware, but um, definitely started to come to a head at the end of the year where I started getting a little bit stressed because I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that I might graduate university without a job, something I never expected for myself. You know, I've always been a very hard worker who's always, you know, wanted to push myself. I expected it to be not as hard as I imagined to find a job, regardless of the market, just given the fact that I, you know, work really hard and I really, you know, I'm eager and uh, I'd hope that people would acknowledge the fact that I'm eager to work, you know, willing to put my head down and learn. I just want to you know, surround myself with experts we can learn from and, um, and soak in all I can. But um, near the end of the school year, I started to come to terms with the fact that I might graduate without a, without a job lined up. Um, and once I acknowledged that, it started to relieve some stress. But definitely, the, I guess I started to think about it and I was thinking about this time of my life, graduating college, um, having, you know, the beginning of the summer and realizing that I could put my head down and keep working and keep grinding, which is what I my natural dis- disposition would be to do. Um, and I definitely did a lot of that, but I also realized that this was a time in my life where when I look back, am I really gonna remember a week or two of keeping my head down grinding? Or is the part of this life that I'm, or the part of my life period that I'm gonna remember, you know, spending time with people who I love and, and experiencing the world, and so I decided to go with my best friend to um, to Peru to go on a four day hike to Machu Picchu, and then spend some time in Costa Rica where I could surf. And um, who would have known that I would learn so much from this experience? And I want to I want to share that with you today. Um, so yeah, when I realized that this was going to be the time of my life where you know <laughs> I'll remember traveling more than anything, I want. Um, I decided to go to Machu Picchu or to go on a hike. And so um, I fly out of 
DCA to, um, to Bogota, or I guess to Lima, Peru. And I spend like uh, a night there and that's already pretty crazy because I'm just seeing a part of the world that I've never seen before um, where infrastructure is not as, as good as America where the buildings are, you know, look like kind of, kind of thrown together or at least a lot of them I saw and I was kind of already experiencing a kind of living that I've never, never seen before. Um, but going to, then I take another plane the next day to Cusco, which is the 11, it's 11,000 feet off the ground. It's a city, city in the clouds per se, or you could say, um, and that was a, it's a really beautiful city, but it took a couple days to get acclimated to the, to the weather. Um, but yeah, the food was really good there. Uh, I had my birth, I celebrated my birthday on June 2nd there um, with my best friend. Um, and the next day we wake up at, what, 3.30 a.m. to get on a bus to go out to uh, the start of this, this hike out in the middle of nowhere in Peru. Um, and that started something beautiful because the moment we get there, we see this huge snow-capped mountain. And we're, granted, we're in like 75 degree weather and shorts and short sleeves. And in the distance, you can see this huge, huge mountain, this huge snow-capped mountain. And you already start to get a feel for just the majest the majesty of the world and the you know enormity of of mother nature and so um we started our trek and i guess hiked the first day for a couple of hours and um it was definitely you know to get adjusted to the to the high altitude before we do the the major hike the next day but the and so that was a that was a nice a nice little warm up um we decided that the top of the banana is actually the bottom of the banana. So if you're looking on YouTube, the part at the, the part that we usually consider the bottom, the part that doesn't have the stem, that's actually the top. That's a monkey's open banana. So that's a fun fact. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm team. I'm team uh, open from the from the bottom of a banana. Um, and then the next day, <laughs> we go. We hike six thousand feet up to the top of Salcante Pass, which is one of the biggest mountains in that in that area. And it was just a profound experience for me because um, I just realized, started, you know, I've been at school in, in New Orleans and just DC around the, the country for so long that I forgot, I didn't realize, but I, I had now realized that I kind of forgot my place in nature, forgot that, you know, didn't, you know, wasn't really in tune with the fact that I, you know, we're, we're animals and we're, you know, we're just part of nature and that, you know, we're, we live in this built environment where, you know, we're kind of on top of nature in a way where we're not directly in contact with the world, like the, the world, but just being out there with this enormous mountain that's millions and millions of years old, realizing how short my life is in, you know, how long this mountain has been there and how much longer it's going to be there after me, um, really was like a, brought a lot of peace and kind of perspective to the world, to my, to my life and kind of, um, you know, it was very uh, re relieving and relaxing feeling, but also just um, acknowledgement of the how short how short our lives are and how small we are. And given that it took you know three and a half hours to hike up, or four hours to hike six thousand feet up, and it was just with a heavy backpack, I was sweating and I was just you know totally drained and realized like you know the world the world is big, the earth is big, and Mother Nature is a is a force to be reckon with but on the way down from that that mountain we 
I guess we're, it's another eight hours to the next hiking or the next campsite. It's a, almost a 15 mile hike or, or whatnot. And we, we started, we're literally near like the top of the snow capped mountain and the rest, it starts, we go down a mountain, down and down, and down, and it just starts merging into jungle. Like we were literally at the beginning of the, like one of the beginnings of the Amazon river and getting into the Amazon jungle um, and just seeing the change from mountain to jungle in that rapid, you know, that just that walk down the mountain was just so unbelievable. Like seeing these microclimates as we, you know, tr transcended or <laughs> trek through the woods. It was just, it was just really, um, you know, really beautiful. Um, and after <laughs> hiking through these amazing climates, we ended up at Machu Picchu. Um, and uh, our tour guide t tells us about the, um, how in the, you know, I guess in that region, um, the Incas and the indigenous people of that region, the religion is centered around Pachamama, which is the Incan word or the, I don't wanna, one of the ancestral words for mother nature, you know, Pachamama. And um, that they're very in tune with Pachamama and their religion and their culture and their life centered around their, I guess, communion or their, you know, their belief and their faith in Pachamama. And, um, you know, I guess that's not generally the topic of the religions of the West in which um, most of us are, are from, but the concept of mother nature is still very core to, or can be very core to our lives, which I, I find um, to be a, a nice parallel. Um, however, <laughs> the point is, I, what I realized is that the Incans built Machu Picchu on top, like they built it on top of a mountain, like in the middle of a mountain range, and it just it does not seem possible. Like how do they move these enormous stones to the top of a mountain and orient them in a way and build such a solid, such, such a solid foundation and such technical, technically expert engineering that 700 years later, it's, it's untouched. These, these stones are in the same place they were for the last 700 years, um, unmoved. And, you know, we think of ourselves now as, a, you know, technological <laughs> experts, right? That, you know, we're, we're the cutting edge of technology that the human species has ever exhibited. Um, but back then, I'm sure they felt the same way. However, the thing that really stuck out to me was that the reason they were so powerful and, and the reason they were so successful in their building was there, instead of kind of usurping Pachamama, instead of trying to conquer mother nature and to, you know, use technology to defy science, not defy science, but defy physics and defy, you know, natural occurrences, they really built in communion, in partnership with Pachamama, with mother nature, that they used gravity as much as they can to move rocks. And they used the natural structures of the mountain to build these solid, solid pieces of infrastructure. Um, and they used natural rock formations for irrigation and for um, terracing, for farming. And there's all these amazing feats of engineering that really came from being a partner to mother nature rather than being a conqueror of mother nature. And I think that that's something that I want to take away from that experience and that I hope, hope you do through the story that, um, you know, in the future when I'm in, I'm going to be involved in real estate deals and, you know, I'm hoping to make a, in, a positive impact in the built world and on the communities that I'll be serving in any capacity in this real estate industry. 
that I always want to remember um, what I learned from the Incas, which is that, you know, how to, to ask the question, how can I be a partner? How can I be a partner to Mother Nature? How can I use the, or how can Mother Nature's power and my respect of the, you know, respect of the nature, respect of the power of nature, how can this be integrated into the projects that I'm working on? For example, you know, how can we use natural formations to avoid hurricanes or to prevent the effects of hurricanes? How can we build in places that, you know, might be more suitable for survival in, in, in some sort of unexpected natural disaster? And then also, how can I build in a way that has a, has a reduced geological and a reduced environmental impact as much as possible? How can I, you know, build in a location that can allow people to commute using the least carbon, you know, they can and most efficiently commute? Or how can I build using materials that will be durable and last a long time, but also respect the environment from, from an efficiency standpoint, from an environmental standpoint, but also from a, um, you know, quality standpoint, right? Especially how can I integrate nature into my spaces to feel this feeling that I felt when I was, you know, thrown out into the woods with no Wi-Fi for, for weeks and weeks, uh, for, I guess for two weeks. But, um, you know, just being in that environment you know, and having nature around me was very um, grounding and, you know, definitely allowed me to have the energy for when I come back from this trip to um, be more productive. Um, so these are all themes I'm thinking about as I, as I uh, think about the Incas and, and experience Peru um, and, and enjoy Machu Picchu. Um, on the way back from Machu Picchu, I took a quick stop in um, Costa Rica where I wanted to spend some time surfing and maybe have a beach <laughs> vacation rather than you know a hiking all day vacation, which is a lot, a lot of energy, but ended up being pretty um, tiring vacation there too because I'd surf every morning for an hour and a half and surf every evening for an hour and a half for, for four days. Um, and that really solidified my, my uh, respect in Mother Nature because there's a lot of big waves that <laughs> pummeled me. And, you know, I realized I was, how small I was when these waves were just crashing on my head and I had a pretty big bruise on my thigh for, for a little while. But, um, but yeah, it's all, all fun and, and all good stuff. But um, to <laughs> round this all out, on the way back from my, um, on the way back from Costa Rica, I took a transfer. I took a plane to Orlando, which then went back to DC where I was, I was um, you know, holding up for the past around that time. Um, and as soon as I touched down in Orlando for my transfer, I get an email from, from, uh, from someone who I had been talking to about a potential job. And she says that, you know, can we talk tomorrow on Monday? It's like, I got a really good feeling then. And I was like, yeah, of course, um, we set a time. The next day I was offered a position to be a capital markets analyst at CAM Group, which is what brought me out to Los Angeles where I can um, you know, begin my career in, in private equity and real estate. And, uh, you know, it just, it, I'm still so in awe that I have this opportunity and that had, <laughs> I had a great, I'm already here and I'm settling down my, my apartment on my own. I have a couch so far. That's all I have, just a couch and a pillow. Um, but that's all I need for, for the time being. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, and it just, feels so good to have finally been, I guess, acknowledged for, you know, my 
for the hard work I've been putting in and for the, the passion I've hopefully been exuding on this podcast and in the world and in life and with everyone I talk to. Um, and I just want to say that, um, I mean, the, it, the one thing, and it's so beautiful to have, I guess, this opportunity to work with people who share the same values as me and who saw what I said for it, saw my values of hard work, of, you know, curiosity, of always trying to learn and of, you know, I guess, hopefully humility and being able to, um, you know, willing to do what it takes to get the job done with whatever tasks I'm going to be assigned um, and whatever projects I'm going to be working on. But um, I guess what I wanted to say was that, you know, it can be a long road of a lot of hard work with seemingly no results before a result may may come your way, right? So I spent almost a whole year trying to see an op- find an opportunity and it goes, I go, eight months go by and I've worked every single day to find a job, an opportunity to grow myself and grow my career. And after eight months, it's nothing, right? It seems like nothing. And that can be really demoralizing and, and you know, stressful. Um, but what I want to say is that if you know what you're doing is what's going to lead to results and you know that it's just a matter of, and you believe that it's just a matter of time that if I keep doing this thing that, you know, which is talking to people, which is networking, which is, you know, putting yourself out there, um, that over time, you know, that's what's going to lead to the, the result that you want, that you got to keep, you got to keep grinding and keep working and, and um, be patient and persistent. And that, you know, as long as you do the thinking and you actually know that what you're going to do or what you're, what you plan to do is going to yield the result. And it just, you know, maybe, maybe it's not in the reappraise, but usually, or maybe it's just a matter of time and persistence and patience before you achieve the result that you're hoping to achieve. Um, but in doing so, I urge you also not to sacrifice your morals, um, and not to sacrifice what is important to you. Um, you know, I, as much as I wanted to stay home and, and work because I know I wanted to get a job, I care deeply about my, my friends and my relationships and, um, you know, living a life which is, has, has beauty and nature and, and amazing experiences. So, um, you know, as much as I wanted to work, I took the opportunity to go on a vacation with my friend and see the world and, and I'll, I'll always remember that. And that was a beautiful experience. And Look how it worked out. The moment I got back into the country, I was offered a, a job and um, it just something seems like it works out. Like it always works out. Some some beautiful story got put together um, in my life recently. So um, yeah, be persistent, be patient and never sacrifice who you are. Thank you all for bearing with me and, and waiting this last month. Um, it's been a long move from across the country. Um, but hopefully this week I'll be settled in with all my furniture and everything in my apartment and then I'll be off to the races. Um, I started, started my job and I've already been learning a ton with a lot of smart people and it's been a great experience. Um, but I hope to post a podcast, um, every week if I can, if I can arrange that it may be hard to record them, um, as much as I I'd want, but, um, I'm hoping to at least get you a couple couple episodes a month um, with some super high level 
intelligent, experienced people. Um, and I hope that it's going to provide a lot of value for everyone listening. So thanks again for, for joining me on this real estate, this real estate journey. Um, I've had some beautiful real estate milestones in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. I hope you keep making milestones as well. Everyone, keep making milestones. Before you go, I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in to another awesome episode of Real Estate Milestones. If you've been enjoying the show and you'd like to offer your support, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to increase the show's visibility and help the message get out to a greater audience. I really appreciate your time and support, and keep making milestones. The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts.